Step up to things God's called you to do. All right, and you can't do it on your own. I'm not saying pull this out of yourself. I'm saying, God, pray, God, beg God, please, Lord, with prayer and fasting, God, please, get something inside my heart that I can be passionate about this, about what you've called me to do and to be. All right, so what are those things? Here we go, number one, worship with the body. Worship with the body on Sunday and breathe life into this community. Every Sunday, you know, I, I plan to be gone usually two Sundays a year. I think I've been gone maybe three this year. I plan that. You need to plan that. My call is not any, any stronger than your call. You, you, you don't have a good picture of how significant you are to this body if you don't see that you being here is important. You don't have a good picture. It's just like me going to church and leaving my arm at the house, you know, or trying to accomplish some goal, and I don't have all the parts, body parts there. I might be able to be like these guys, you know, have no arms and can play the guitar with his feet. I might be able to accomplish it, but it's not going to be what it's in the way that God would have me to do it. It's a whole lot easier if all the parts are there, right? And your, your job here on Sunday morning is significant. But it's not, some of us don't see the significance of it because when we come, we're just sitting around waiting to be ministered to. We're not coming with our gifts and, get, and using those gifts in the context of the body. I'm not talking about working with children. I'm not talking about hosting and taking care of donuts in the back. I'm not talking about greeting people when they walk in the door. I'm talking about spiritual gifts of encouragement. You know, those gifts that God would use in you to speak into somebody else's life. You don't understand how significant that is. You know how many times God has sent somebody to say something to me that has kept me alive, literally, spiritually, kept me in the ministry at the right time, right moment. Somebody was faithful to speak a word that I needed to hear or just give a a, a hug or whatever. You know, there's some people that are going to walk into this church and, you know, they're going to walk right back out just because they don't see people that are excited about being together. Just that. You know, it's, it's, are, we, are we, God, give us this. Give us this passion to be together, that, that we plan our vacations around Sundays, you know. And don't get legalistic about it, all right? Again, don't be guilty. Be inspired. Yes, God, I want to be passionate. Get, put that in me, that I'm, I'm excited about being with the body and being used by you to encourage the body. Life groups. Okay, we've not gotten in past anything. We're just, these are just things. This is who we are. This is one of our distinctives is we do community together during the week. And you need to have a passion about being there, not because you're getting something out of it or not because you feel like it every time, but because that's the life of the body being expressed. We need you. You need me. We need each other in the context of the small groups. God designed that for us. He's the one that called us to do it. We prayerfully considered how we should do uh, community together. That's God's call. And it's good, isn't it? Most of the time. <laughs> but we need you. You need to be a part of that. You need to bring life, uh, bring life to a life group. Bring your life there. And if it's down, bring it. But bring it with encouragement. <laughs> you know, be down and encourage other people and watch how you get lifted up. We need to be about other people. I use this acrostic and it'll work for both of these. I think I've sh- shared this before. I use FLI, fly. I used to ask my, this is old from from New Orleans days. I used to ask the youth, were they flying? And what that meant is certain ones who were leaders, forget about yourself. 
there's the biggest Holy Ghost power needed activity. That was terrible the way I said that. But anyway, there's number one. The hardest thing the Holy Spirit has to do on Sunday morning is help you forget about yourself. But as a part of this body, you need to forget about yourself. You need to, L, love on everybody. Give an expression of love to everyone. Don't let somebody walk in and walk out without having an expression of love. I love that about this church. We're, we're really good. You guys are really good about loving on everybody. And then invest in a few. Just realize that you may get tied up. You should get tied up with somebody. You should get tied up with somebody in the body or a new person that walks in the door. You should get tied up with them and, and giving a, a, something that you consider to be an investment. That God's brought you here today to invest in somebody for whatever reason. Look for it. Ask God to give you that moment where you encourage somebody to keep on going and their spiritual life comes to life because you said a word that they needed to hear. All right? But in the context of life group and Sunday mornings, both of those things are good. So worship. Life groups. If you're not in a life group, talk to me after church today. I will get you in one. Number three. Be a steward of the resources that God's given you with diligence and with growth. All right, God has blessed you all with resources, uh, financial resources, resources of time. I've been looking all weekend for somebody that has a mower that works. (laughs) That's not a push mower. (laughs) Uh, This place needs to be mowed. Did you notice? Anybody notice? I mean, don't raise your hand, but it needs to be mowed. Uh, resources. Some of you might have weed eaters. You might have, you know, but, but typically we're talking about our financial resources. You ask God about what you should give to this body, and I'm going to be elated. I've never looked at what anybody in this church gives to this day, and I won't. I don't care about what you give to this church, but I do care about your spiritual growth. I do care about your call to be a part of this body. And part of your call is to, to, to take a challenge regarding your faith and your finances and to give what God tells you to give. And he's always going to challenge you beyond what you're able to give. I can promise you that. He's always going to challenge you beyond that. But it helps you to grow spiritually. It's going to help you to grow spiritually when God says, in the midst of a reduction in pay, increase your giving. That may happen one day for you. I really believe if you're going to be diligent in giving of your resources and you're, going to, and you're determined to grow in the giving of your resources, God will use that to grow your faith. He'll do that. He's faithful in that way. Some of you don't want that challenge, but it'll happen. All right, but grow in the giving of your resources. That, you are called to be here. Your resources are called to be here as well. You're part of this body. Now, look, we are, we are going to accomplish everything that God tells us to do, and all the resources we need to do it will be here. But you're going to miss the growth that would happen in your life if you don't allow yourself to be a part of that. You're called to be here. You're part of the body. Do your part. Don't be a broken finger. All right? Don't be a dead hand. All right, and then number four, bless people with diligence. Build the church. Build the church. Bless people. God's given us a command. If you're called to be a part of the Gathering Place Church, this is not a sermon that was a good idea. It's not a message that I came up with. 
Actually, I didn't come up with it. It came from somewhere else, but God gave it to me, and I very rarely pull something from somebody else. But that blessed acrostic speaks to what we're supposed to be about. It's a New Testament concept of how we build the church, and we need to be blessing people. We need to be praying for somebody every day, okay? Here's every gathering place person. If you consider yourself to be a member of this body, you need to be praying for somebody every day who's not a believer. You need to be connected with them by listening to them, talking with them, spending time with them, eating with them, serving them. And then when God gives you the opportunity, you're the one. You're the one that gets to share, the, share your story and share the gospel and they, they come to faith in Christ. That is God's plan for this body. There's not another plan. That's it. And so how's the body going to accomplish that? You know, if, if, I'm the, if I'm the arm of the body and I'm going out to share the gospel and the rest of the body doesn't want to go, it doesn't get done. Okay? I need you. You need me. We need each other to be all about what God's called us to be and to do. And so we need to bless people with diligence and build the church. Find your person. Ask God for who that is and begin to bless them. Bless them weekly. Bless them daily in your prayer life. And then number five, if the Lord calls you to a specific ministry, begin to flesh that out. You know, our ministries here at the church, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, they are grassroots ministries. What's God calling you to do within the context of this body? You pray about it. If you're confident this is what God's calling you to do, you bring it to the elders. We pray about it. If we're all in agreement, then we begin to flesh out what's that ministry going to look like and ask God to guide every step of that. And it, and it will come to pass. You need to call. You need to ask God about your ministry. Have you asked God about that? Now, that's where serving in the back, that's where taking care of kids, that's where that all comes from. We don't want anybody to, to reluctantly, uh, because there's nobody else doing it, do a ministry. I said this this past week, and I realize that most of you never heard me say it, so let me say it out loud. If we don't have people taking care of children on Sunday morning, then they're going to be in here with us, and we're going to be fine. It may work. It may look a little different, and, you know, if somebody new comes in, they may not like it, but that's okay. God knows that. Because God, if God calls us to do something like doing children's ministry during worship service, then God's going to send resources to take care of it. And if you're not that resource, don't get busy doing that because there's something else God has for you to do. We don't want people reluctantly taking jobs. We're not trying to talk anybody into filling a position. We don't even have committees, so you don't have to worry about that. We're not going to put you on a list and have a meeting that doesn't mean anything. All right, but we don't want you serving in a place you don't feel called to serve. But we do want you pursuing the ministry God's called you to do. And if you don't know what it is yet, we do want you pursuing right now, right now, Today, as the close of our service, praying and asking God, what is the ministry you would have me to do? Am I doing it already in the context of life group? Is this all you want for me right now? And if it is, that's fine. That may be enough. But let God speak to you about ministry. That's just five things. That, that we're not even talking about, um, you know, anything specific. We're talking about just because you feel called to be a part of the gathering place, you have these responsibilities. All right? You don't have to ask yourself whether these apply to you or not. 
All you have to ask yourself is, am I doing those things? And if not, don't feel guilty. Feel inspired. If not, realize this message is not so that Glenn can beat you up and get more people working. It's because the Holy Spirit said now's the time for us as a church to be ready to step up and to be entrusted with the things that the Holy Spirit has called us to do. You know, 70 of us laid stones down at the other church. We don't have them over here yet. We laid stones down to say God's called us to be obedient to him, to do what God's called us to do. We laid them down and said, this is it. We're done. Let's live like it. Let's walk in the land. You know, let's don't go in the land and then not do what God's called us to do. He's, he's, he's going to give us this land, but we've got to walk in it. So Paul's telling Timothy that. He says, look, here's the deal. Timothy, you need to guard the deposit that's been entrusted to you. Timothy... Uh, the prophecies have been previously made about you, and we know that there's, that there's a battle going on, but we want you to take the charge that we've given you and, and, and be trustworthy with it. And I'll say, gathering place members, take the charge that God's given you, that call that God gave you to be here, to be a part of this body, and be entrusted with it. Let, guard it. Guard that deposit. Make it happen. Work it out. Flesh it out in your life. Don't, get, don't stay lazy if you're being lazy. Get busy pursuing God. Let God do his work in you. And just know this. In the same way that that Paul told Timothy, there's going to be opposition. And there's going to be trouble. I'm going to say ahead of time, it's not going to be easy for you to do this. Or you'd be doing it already. Timothy's problem was that there was a lot of contradictions and babbling going on. the, The way Paul describes it. This irreverent babbling and contradictions to the truth. He says, Timothy, here's what I want you to do. I want you to stand up and stand firm. Hold on with faith and a good conscience and wage war against all the opposition. It's going to be a war. As we begin to step up and do what God's called us to do, there's a war waiting on us. This is not going to be an easy thing. But we have, we've already won the war. We need to walk in it. Okay? What does that look like? This week. I can promise you this is going to happen. A couple of weeks ago it happened on the Monday after I preached a similar message on Sunday. I was so excited about Sunday because a lot of people came up and said, man, that was really moving. I, I need to step up. I need to step up. Monday I had four calls before 12 of people that were either not going to be at life group or not going to be at worship or had a position of leadership that they needed somebody to take their place. Four before noon. <laughs> Now, that was me doing battle, all right? The battle was real for me at that moment. It's going to happen tomorrow. It's going to happen today before the day's up. Every reason you can think of is going to come up about why you can't do just the five things that I just mentioned that, that every member of a gathering place church should be passionate about. It's going to happen this week. You've got to wage war. Wage war. And here's the, here's the battle. If you decide, well, you know, I'm... Uh, that was a good message and all, but I disagree with it, so I'm not going to wage the war. He tells Timothy, he says, here's what I need you to do. Wage the war, holding faith and a good conscience. Holding faith and a good conscience. He said, what you need to do is you need to hold on to faith. I need you to operate based on faith. You're not based on a list of rules and regulations, not based on guilt, not based on somebody's motivation or persuasion. I need you to operate in faith. Hold on to faith. 
Wage the war, holding on to faith. When, when you start facing opposition, face the opposition with faith. Whatever faith says, do it. Don't just listen to, to, to uh, logic. Don't just listen to legitimate excuses. Listen to faith. Walk in faith and with a good conscience. That is, I know that this is right and I'm doing it. I'm doing what I know is right. Walk in faith and a good conscience. And the problem with that, if we don't do that, he says, by rejecting this, some have made a shipwreck of their faith. He talks about Hymenaeus and Alexander. Those two guys, he, he said, made a shipwreck of their faith. What had happened with those, we don't have a whole lot of information about them, but Alexander, which he talks about later on in, in, uh, in 2 Timothy, was a coppersmith. And they, were, they had heresies that they were continuing to, to propagate regarding uh, the resurrection of Christ. Lies. And they were also uh, making it hard on Paul to continue to preach his message. They were against him. And what happens is they moved from being for Paul and his message to moving to being against him. How, why did they do that? Because they didn't hold on to faith in a good conscience. It's so important, guys, as we close. Listen, it's so important that you decide today to do what you're going to do in this body by the call of of God and by the power that the Holy Spirit will put in you to do it and not that you decide to do it by by some false motivation. Because if you don't, your faith will die. It's a shipwreck to your faith to keep doing things for the wrong reason. I know I say it over and over again, but you need to hear it over and over again. You can't be motivated by the wrong things. I'm hesitant. To, I've been hesitant. I was hesitant today thinking, how are they going to take this message? Are they going to all get guilty and go and, and live because of guilt? Do change because of guilt? No, don't. And some of you are, I mean, I hope you're receiving this right. Some of you are doing exactly what God wants you to do and you're being faithful to it. But none of us are doing it completely, myself included. I've been challenged all week. All right, but, but listen, it's so significant that you do it by faith and a good conscience because not doing it by faith and a good conscience, according to Paul, will shipwreck your faith. And that's what happened with Hymenaeus and Alexander. They were being motivated to believe in these heresies and these false teachings about the resurrection. And then they, it, it, they, they went that direction and said, no, we're going we're gonna to go this direction, not the direction that the Holy Spirit is calling us. We're going to go the direction of these leaders that we respect or are calling us, and it shipwrecked their faith. And I don't know what it will be for you. I don't know where your, where your motivation is right now. We, we do pretty good as a Gavin Place West. It's an enjoyable experience, but I think there's a whole other level of what God wants to do through this body, in this community, and it's going to mean we need to step up and do what we're called to do. Do it because there's been a large investment that's been made in you, a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of careful, prayerful leadership has been given to you, but also, and more importantly, because the Holy Spirit has called you to be here, has gifted you, and, and do your call with passion. All right, let's contemplate these things for a minute in prayer. I want you to think about this for just a minute. Okay, with your eyes closed and your head bowed, just to really reverently think about all that we've talked about.
There are blessings beyond measure. There are things that we cannot even think or imagine, and I don't even care what they are. As we were praying this morning, I said, Lord, I don't, I don't know what you're doing, and I don't care what you're doing. I just want to know that you are having your way in this body and in this community. So this is a vessel. We are a vessel you can use. I don't know what the Lord's going to do in, through us or in us, but I know this, that if we will take our call seriously and, and change our lifestyle as needed to, to just do the things God's called us to be and do as a church, we're going to be able to enjoy what God's fixing to do in this community. He's going to do it anyway, with you or without you. But you're going to be able to enjoy it and come to know God through it and, and, and realize that this is what life is about. But if not, you know, the same thing that happened to Hymenaeus and Alexander. They, Paul said to Timothy, he said, hand them over to Satan. Hand them over to, to Satan. They, they shipwrecked their faith. And that's not a cruel gesture. It's a means of redemption. You might remember in 1 Corinthians 5, Paul told the church at Corinth, he says, when you're assembled in the name of the Lord and my spirit is presence with the power of the Lord Jesus, you'll deliver this man, this guy that's been messing things up to Satan for the destruction of his flesh. Listen, so that his spirit might be saved in the day of the Lord. This is, it, he, he gave him that command so that their spirit could be saved. Remember when Jesus uh, told Simon before his his denial, uh, he said, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you like wheat, but I've prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen the brothers. Satan asked to sift Simon like wheat, and it was allowed. He was given over to Satan. So that he could strengthen the brothers. So that he would turn back and be stronger in the end. But there's two options for us today. We can walk in the power that the Holy Spirit desires to give us. And be a part of this beautiful dance with God. Of ministry in this community. Enjoying the Lord. Seeing his work. Glorifying him. Daily waking up with praise on our lips. Or we can see the shipwreck of our faith. I want to ask you, don't reject faith in a good conscience today. If God's called you to be a part of this body, would you commit right now and just say to God, God, I want, I want you to have your way in my life. Use me in every way that you intend to use me. I want to be the strongest part of the body that no, part, no other part of the body ever has to wonder about whether I'm going to be strong because your Holy Spirit is going to empower me and I believe that. And I'm going to overcome. I'm going to overcome all of the things that are going to come up to war against that. Holy Spirit, do your work this morning in our hearts. We don't know what all is going to come up this week to hinder our faithful service to this body. But we are determined to fight a good warfare to fight for it to fight for faith and a good conscience to do what you've called us to do God and to to not allow something else to come in and shipwreck our faith Lord help us to walk in that this week make this personal to every person God 
made caused great discussions to go on in life groups and Lord may we may we just enjoy you and begin to see uh, Father all that you're doing in us and around us make it so today God Lord, we worship you again this evening or this morning God as we close uh, just receive our worship make it true Lord draw our hearts to you tonight.